0: Hey everyone, welcome to the Rip Griffin Show podcast. My name is Rip Griffin. Bringing you all the action across Major League Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and now iHeartRadio. You can catch me on Twitter at RipGriffin2 or on Facebook.com forward slash the Rip Griffin Show. Drop me a message and we'll talk about your favorite team. So now we are getting into our third week without sports and it feels like it's been an eternity. In baseball, we're supposed to have opening day on Thursday, March 26th. Unfortunately, that did not happen. But we are getting closer to having sports soon. In order to do so, we need to keep doing our part to flatten the curve with this coronavirus. Keep practicing that social distancing. Stay home if you are able and only go out if you need to for groceries. That is going to be the only way we can get back to normal. We can do this. If not, then we are going to be in for a long battle. Let's do our part so we can get back to normal. That is going to be my little rant on this subject. So now for some baseball news. I'm hearing that baseball might be getting started around June 1st. Uh, There have been talks about the season starting on June 1st on to whether or not there would be a 162-game season or a shortened or condensed season. Only... Time will tell on this. It just all depends on what Major League Baseball decides to do with everything that's been going on globally. Uh, also, 2 that's gone on this week is both Chris Sale of the Boston Red Sox and Noah Syndergaard of the New York Mets have successfully had Tommy John surgeries. The timing was kind of interesting because these surgeries usually keep pitchers out from 12 to 16 months. And so right now getting these surgeries done, um, even though we don't know if there's going to be a baseball season, um, these guys decided to go ahead and have these surgeries uh, because they might still be able to collect some sort of insurance uh, policy so they can still get paid. So I think there's a little bit more behind that, but in the meantime, uh, both guys had successful surgeries. They're going to be out till probably, uh, I would say around spring training and the 2000 and 2021 season so depending on whether or not if we have baseball or not uh, these guys were able to, to get healthy and get back to uh, being those dominant pitchers that they are uh, also too this week uh, actually on saturday uh, which would be the 28th uh, recording this on sunday march 29th uh, a article came out on uh, NBC Sports saying that players might actually be able to get credit for service time, even though uh, depending on the, on if there's going to be a season or not, but they might be able to get full service for the 2020 season, um, which is kind of interesting because uh, as all this continues to unfold, uh, guys like Mookie Betts, who just got traded to the Dodgers, uh, who's on a one year deal right now, uh, may get credit time get service time without even actually putting on a dodgers uniform so this is going to be interesting we I mean, you've got other guys who are enters, entering free agency this year uh guys like george springer with the houston astros uh it would be interesting to see if he's going to get credit for this for this season and then just maybe possibly the last time that he's in an astros uniform i know astros fans want his want to see him uh in the Astros uniform for a long time, but it just all depends what's going to happen with everything that's going on around the world. So that's kind of what's been going on within major league baseball. Uh, Right now it's, it's still quiet. We still have no baseball, but that kind of uh, still keeps the talks going, still keeps things going along. So hopefully we will have some baseball soon. Um, you know, hopefully these guys can actually get some playing, get to actually get to play, so we can we can see them, and hopefully uh, we'll find out what's all going to happen in the come the off season. So, this episode is going to be on the National League West. Uh, just to kind of recap the previous episodes, uh, you know, we've talked about the National League uh, and American League East, National League and American League Central. And uh, this week, we're on to the West. And I'm going to go on the record right now and say that the winner of the 2020 World Series will come out of the West, depending if baseball starts up and if, uh, you know, when we're going to have baseball. So this is going to be interesting. I, I believe the, the clear winner um, of the American League West will be the Los Angeles Dodgers. That's for the division. Um, But uh, we're going to see what's going to happen here in the next uh, few months. So the Dodgers came out uh, last season. They won 106 games. Uh, We all know that they lost to the Washington Nationals in the National League Division Series, Game 5. In a game or series that was probably supposed to go the Dodgers way, did not, uh, unfortunately. But they made sure to try to make up for it this offseason. And right now, the Los Angeles Dodgers are in World Series or bust mode. Uh, The Dodgers have won the West Division for the past seven seasons. And this year, 2020, looks to be number eight. Uh, The Dodgers have been to four National League Championships, winning two in 2017 and 2018. It was during those two seasons that they lost the World Series to the Houston Astros and Boston Red Sox, both at home. So this past offseason, the Dodgers were able to work out a trade that landed prized outfielder Mookie Betts and top pitcher David Price. This is a trade that catapulted the Dodgers into favorites to win the 2020 World Series. There was a lot of speculation and talks on where Betts would land prior to spring training, but the Red Sox and the Dodgers were able to work out a deal that sent Betts and Price to LA. Uh, Betts who won the American league MVP in 2018 batted 295 with 29 homers and 80 RBIs in 2019. Now you pair him with reigning nationally MVP Cody Bellinger who batted 305 who had 47 homers and 115 RBIs makes this probably one of the best outfields in major league baseball. The Dodgers fans are just all up in, in arms right now because, uh, if there's no baseball, they can't see these guys play together. And this lineup is going to be uh, from one through eight if you throw in Clayton Kershaw as your your number nine batter. Um, I mean, this is a, a lineup that has uh, a lot of power that can drive in runs. And, you know, if you're a manager, uh, you know, Dave Roberts, who will probably get excited every time he has to fill out this lineup card because uh, it, it, it's one that you can just ooh and awe about. You know, last season, the Dodgers had a lot of platoon players in the way of, uh, in different various positions. Uh, so now you've got guys that that can settle into that lineup and be everyday players. So um, there's going to be none of, uh, I would say, not going to say not every every day but you're going to see some guys come in you know just to give guys days off um but none of this that this platooning one guy here uh you know and the next day he's in outfield or uh in the infield so you know this is a solid one through nine lineup that uh is going to be very very effective uh throughout the league and, and definitely into the postseason as well you know the dodgers uh, even though they, they had the lineup they can beat you no matter what but they do have a pitching staff that is just beyond elite um you've got guys like clayton kershaw who is the best pitcher in the game when he is on uh last season kershaw was 16 and 5 had a 3.03 ERA and 189 strikeouts. You know, Kershaw's career record or career ERA is a 2.44. And now you pair him with Walker Buehler, David Price, and Julio Rios. Uh these guys, I mean, the, that's four guys in your in your rotation right now that can that can beat you. Uh, you know, and then you also throw in your bullpen, you've got Kelly Jansen who is coming out of a 2019 season where he had a 3.71 ERA, 33 saves, and 80 strikeouts. Unfortunately, that's not his best season, but 2020 should be a lot better, um, especially with the lineup and the rotation the way it is now. So given all that, the offseason, the signings, the lineup, uh, like I mentioned, the Dodgers are going to be the team that is going to be Favored to win the best, and I expect them to do that with very little coming, with very little competition coming from the rest of the division. Uh, you know, the only question that remains is: Will they get over the hump and win the World Series? So that is still yet to be determined, uh, depending on if and when we have baseball. But the Dodgers are, are, are hands down going to win the West. It's just. I, I, unless they happen to fall off and have a, a lot of injuries, I, I don't expect any other team in this division, maybe other than the San Diego Padres, to compete with the Dodgers in 2020. Now I mentioned the San Diego Padres because the San Diego Padres are a team that has has since improved since uh, last season. They have won 70 games in two, 2019. Uh, you've got guys like Manny Machado, who enters his second season with the Padres. Uh, last season, Machado batted 256, had 32 homers, and 85 RBIs. The Padres are hoping that their $300 million player will be able to get it going in 2020. The Padres need Machado to get hot, so guys like Fernando Tatis can follow suit. Uh, Tatis Jr. batted 317 with 22 homers and 53 RBIs in 2019. If he keeps this up, this type of production, he's going to be sought, out, sought after After once he hits free agency in a few years. You know, the, a couple of years, uh, a couple of seasons ago, the Padres signed Eric Hosmer, uh, who, since they've signed him, has we haven't seen the production that he's normally capable of. Uh, Hosmer batted 265, had 22 homers and 99 RBIs last season. Uh you know, they're paying him $144 million over eight years. So they need him to kind of get, they need a little bit more production out of, out of him. You know, that the the Padres, they also brought in uh, Tommy Pham in that trade with the Tampa Bay Rays. So he's going to be one of those that's going to give this lineup a good spark. You know, their they, questionable player right now in this lineup it is Jerickson Profar. Farm. Uh, He is a former top prospect that was with the Texas Rangers. Uh, He sort of had taken a step back over recent years. He had battled some injuries, but uh, the Padres are looking for him to kind of break out of that shell and kind of get back to being that top prospect. I'm not quite sure where he fits in this lineup, but it's going to be interesting to see what happens with him. Uh, So this batting lineup, is this is good? It's just a matter of getting it going. Um, they've got the pitching. Uh, you know, they they brought in. Um, they've got the arms. They brought in. Uh, they signed Zach Davies to help with the rotation. Davies was ten and seven last season. Had a three point five five ERA, hundred two strikeouts in two thousand nineteen with the Milwaukee Brewers. You know, uh, guys like Garrett Richards. He's another pitcher that has a chance to be successful when he's healthy. Uh, Richards only appeared in three games last season, but he was coming off Tommy John surgery. So the guys need the, the Padres need um, they just need to be healthy. Uh, they, they they've you know they've got the talent, they've got an exceptional farm system, so they have guys that can come in and step up when they're ready. So the team is is set it's just a matter of you know being able to to compete and win games. I mean that's the only thing what you have to do you have to win games. So I expect the Padres they will be good in 2020. I'm not quite sure if they're a postseason team yet um you know that was one of the things they have to remain healthy and I think if they remain healthy, they can definitely be a team that's going to contend with the Dodgers um like I said, I don't expect them to, uh, be a postseason team or out to bat, but you know things. Other things have happened. That's one of those things about baseball. So, look for the Padres. Uh, I wish I could tell you how many games they're going to win, but we just don't know when baseball is going to start. So, but I, I expect them to finish at the top of the division, right behind the Los Angeles Dodgers. So, guys, I'm going to take a quick break, and then we'll continue uh, breaking down the rest of the division. Hey guys, welcome back. So in the first segment, we broke down the Los Angeles Dodgers and the San Diego Padres. So this segment, we're going to continue on breaking down the National League West with the Diamondbacks, uh, Rockies, and Giants. So to kind of in the middle of this division, I see the Arizona Diamondbacks kind of falling into that that area. You know, in 2019, the Diamondbacks won 85 games. They're 85 and 77. Uh, they definitely went out this season and got one of the top pitchers that's in his prime right now um, by signing Madison Bumgarner. You know, After spending 10 seasons with the San Francisco Giants, Bumgarner stayed in the National League West and signed that five-year contract with the Diamondbacks. The Diamondbacks needed to get a top of the rotation arm to fill that void when they traded Zach Greinke to the Houston Astros last season. So in 2019, Bumgarner had a record of 99, 9 and 9, had a 3.90 ERA and 203 strikeouts. His overall career record is 119 and 92, with a 3.13 ERA and 1,794 strikeouts. Not to mention, he's also got three World Series championships to go on that resume. So you pair Bumgarner with Robbie Bray, he gives his Diamondbacks rotation a one two punch. Aside from Bumgarner and Ray, this Diamondbacks rotation is relatively young. So depending on how the pitching rotation staff does this season, the Diamondbacks may need to go out and actually get another arm to make this rotation better. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how they go about doing that, given that they did get some prospects into that trade with Krizak Greinke. But uh, you know, also this offseason, the Diamondbacks did add another bullpen arm by signing Hector Rendon. Uh, Rendon spent the last two seasons with the Houston Astros. In 2019, Rendon had a 3.71 ERA, zero saves and 48 strikeouts. But career rise, Rendon has a 3.92 ERA, 92 saves and 418 strikeouts. So he has uh, an, the ability to be an effective middle of the rotation late uh Late in um, reliever. I actually expect the the Dynamax to use Rendon as a setup man in either the seventh or eighth inning. And then they can bring in their closer Archer Bradley to close out the ninth. So, pitching rotation is going to be decent. Uh, I think, you know, the addition of Bumgarner is uh, a significant step up. Uh, So, it's just going to be interesting to see how. you know, the rest of the rotation keeps the, the, the Diamondbacks in games. You know, the this offseason also, the Diamondbacks also brought in outfielder Cole Calhoun uh, to definitely add some depth to that outfield who uh, will be paired alongside Sterling Marte and David Peralta. Uh, the Diamondbacks also made sure to re-sign Nick Ahmed um, at shortstop. The Divebacks needed to reassign Amid because he pairs well on that left side of that that infield with Eduardo Escobar. Escobar is probably one of the most underrated third basemen in baseball. Uh, last season, Escobar batted 269, had 35 home runs, 118 RBIs, which is a huge improvement in production than compared to past seasons. So, you know, one guy to kind of keep an eye on in uh, this diamondbacks lineup is a guy by the name of uh, his second second baseman could Marte um, Marte batted 329 last season had 32 home runs and 92 RBIs Marte has only been in the league for about five years but uh, he's one of those you can put his name next to or in categories such as the silver slugger maybe possibly MVP uh, only time will tell because every year he's gotten better and better at his production. So, um he's one guy to definitely keep an eye out. So we'll we'll see what happens with it with Marte. Um, so you know I mentioned that Zach Greinke trade just a little while ago, and the reason why I mentioned it because the Diamondbacks were able to get some good prospects in that trade. Uh, the the trade. Uh, sent Zach Ranking to the Houston Astros, but the Dynamax were also were able to get a pitcher and JB Boustakas and Corbin, Corbin Martin. Um, both have been dominating pitchers in the minors. Uh, Martin actually was called up a couple of times last season for the Astros and did well. Um, so those two guys are two to kind of watch out for in this pitching rotation because depending on when we get baseball started, they may be called up to kind of fill in some voids, maybe come, on, come in out of the bullpen, but we'll we'll kind of see where these guys go and how they how they uh, they uh, they produce and how they perform in the minors. Uh, they also were able to Diamondbacks, Diamondbacks were also able to get outfielder Seth Beer and infielder Joshua Rojas. Rojas is a key name that's kind of been tossed around um, baseball lately because he's one of those guys that has a lot of versatility if the Diamondbacks need him they can play him at any position in the infield uh, which definitely makes him very valuable especially when players need days off or injuries or whatever happens he he can be called upon to fill a void temporarily uh but can still produce for the Diamondbacks so um the Diamondbacks are hoping that these players produce because if they don't, then this trade will ultimately go down as a bust. And if we kind of have gone back to previous seasons, uh, from what I've heard, that a lot of the guys that, uh, you know, when the Astros made, made trades for Burnlander and Cole, um, the players that, that uh, were traded have not really produced yet. So the Diamondbacks are hoping they don't fall into that same category with these guys that they were they received Um, I don't expect that to happen I expect these guys to actually come out and actually perform and produce Um, so only time will tell with uh, with the Diamondbacks and how well they are able to get back into that playoff contention so kind of keep going and looking at the latter part of this division you've got the San Francisco Giants and the Colorado Rockies it's kind of which one will kind of end both of these teams will probably end up more than likely at the end of this division, unfortunately, but it ultimately comes down to which team made the better moves to, to, make sure that they don't uh, fall too, too much. I expect the giants to kind of fall into that. Uh, they're still in the middle of the middle of the division behind the Arizona Dynamax. uh, you know, this season 2020 will definitely have a different feel for the San Francisco Giants. Um, longtime manager Bruce Bochy ended up; he did retire after this past season. You know, a team that dominated the 2010 decade by winning three World Series championships um, are now being led by new manager Gabe Kapler, formerly of the Philadelphia Phillies. The definite loss of Mass and Bumgarner will affect this pitching rotation for the Giants. Yes, I know they still have Johnny Cueto and Jeff Samaja, but these two cannot carry this pitch in rotation, unfortunately. Uh, Cueto spent most of 2019 on the injured list. He did manage to make four appearances in September. The Giants are hoping that Cueto can ultimately get back to being the Johnny Cueto we saw in 2014 when he won 20 games with the Cincinnati Reds, and even back in 2016 when he won 18 games with the Giants. And then you've got guys like Jeff Samarja who have struggled in recent years as a starter. 2019 was better, posting a record of 11 and 12, 3.52 ERA, 140 strikeouts. Um, But when you compare that to 2018 where he had an ERA of over six. So the Giants kind of need Samarja to kind kind of basically buckle down and kind of, you know, being the the top of the top arm in this rotation. You know, the giants did go out. They did get a lefty and drew smiley. Uh, Smiley has had, did have a decent season in 2019 with the Philadelphia Phillies. Uh, He did post a record of four and seven, a 6.24 ERA, 120 strikeouts. So the giants are hoping that maybe a change of scenery will help smiley. Um, That's going to be, to be determined, honestly. Um, you know, with this rotation, they still have uh, veteran catcher Busty Posey, uh, who has spent his entire career with the San Francisco Giants. Um, he has a career average of three oh two with 140 homers and 673 RBIs. Um, like I mentioned, all with San Francisco. Uh, I expect him to be a key part in this lineup. Um, he's going to be one that's going to have to guide this rotation, who is fairly young. Um, I mean, even if you've got two veteran viable one-two starters, but uh, you know Buster Posey is the guy that's going to be looked upon uh, as the backbone of the Giants. Uh, the Giants also brought it back, outfielder Hunter Pence. He sort of resurrected his career last season with the Texas Rangers, batting 297 18 homers, 159 100, RBIs. You know, Pence has given it another go with the Giants. He would definitely be able to add some depth to this Giants outfield, which should be interesting because I don't expect too much of seeing Pence in the outfield, given that there's a, such a young talent that's already there in both Alex Dickerson and Mikey Zermiski. The Giants also brought back veteran third baseman Pablo Sandoval. This one is kind of a head-scratcher because I don't know why they brought him back, especially when you have a guy like Evan Lagoria, who's been a a pretty reliable third baseman. So I'm not sure why they brought back Sandoval. That's, that's an interesting one there. So, but with all that being said, you know, you've got, you still have Queto, you still have Samadra, uh, you've got Buster Posey. So you've got the veteran presence in this lineup, in this, in this pitching rotation bullpen should be decent. Um, but the giants are still rebuilding. Um, Unfortunately, they're going to need some key arms that they'll either have to build up through trades or the draft. Um, they'll still be competitive. They'll still compete. But at, uh, for right now, Giants fans are going to need, need to be patient if they want to, to see this team compete for another World Series. So as we continue on with the National League West, uh, that brings us to the Colorado Rockies. Um the Rockies were 71-91 and 91 in 2019, uh, which was a disappointing season, to say the least. A, a team that was in playoff contention with the Los Angeles Dodgers to be able to compete for the division just a few years ago. You know, A team that made the playoffs in 2017 and 2018. Uh, a team that has been to the World Series back in 2017. Uh, unfortunately, they were set, swept by the Boston Red Sox um not to bring that back up or anything but it kind of puts in perspective that this team was uh, on the up kind of broke down a little bit went back up and then this offseason made absolutely zero offseason moves to try to be competitive in 2020. I guess the Rockies felt that this team was already competitive enough and didn't feel the need to make any sort of trades or sign anybody. So, you know, there was a lot of, uh, especially a lot of talk during the offseason that Nolan Arenado wanted out of Colorado. And you can understand why, because the team wasn't making anything to kind of help build that, that playoff contender and possibly that World Series contender. So, you know, Arenado, he kept he went to the rockies and said hey you know you gotta trade me um and then of course he came back said no i'm gonna stay Uh, i'm committed and and the rest is kind of history after that so even though the rockies locked him up for the foreseeable future uh you know they're gonna have to build around him you know arenado batted 315 last season had 41 home runs 118 rbis so aside from arenado the Rockies are going to lean on guys like Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman to lead this team. Story had a great 2019 season. He did bat 294, 35 home runs, 85 RBIs, with an OPS of uh, 917. So in just four years, Story has a career average of 276, 123 home runs, and 347 RBIs. So right now he's still under his current rookie contract, but – Once he plays out that contract, he's more likely going to be one of the top free agents uh, coming out soon. So uh, then you throw in guys like Charlie Blackman, who had a great 2019 season as well. You know, he batted 314, had 32 homers, 86 RBIs. But the Rockies cannot rely on this trio to get them back to the postseason. They're going to need pitching to help with this. You know, the Rockies have a couple good pitchers that will keep them in games but will not eat up a whole lot of innings. you got Hermann Marquez, who had a total of 147 innings last season. You throw in John Gray, who had a total of 150 innings pitched. So these two guys are at the top of the rotation, but they haven't pitched over 200, 200 innings. And when you have this sort of production, it's going to put a lot of strain on your bullpen. So the Rockies are probably going to need to go out and trade for a top starter. They've got an effective lineup, but the pitching depth is something that needs to be addressed. Obviously that this season may be a wash if baseball decides to cancel the season due to the coronavirus. But with that being said, the 2020 offseason may be an important one for the Rockies if they want to keep Nolan Arenado. I honestly see the Rockies trading Arenado in order to add pitching depth. And in order to get that pitching in depth, they, they are going to need viable cap space. So it's going to be interesting to see what the Rockies tend to do uh, come the offseason. Uh, depending on how this season goes, if this season goes, um, we may see this, them kind of just play out. And then, like I said, I expect them to probably, they're going to want to trade. Arenado, it's just going to be a matter of finding a team that's willing to take on his contract. But, the Rockies, they 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 need pitching. Is really what they need. They've got the lineup. They just need to be able to go out and actually um, compete and 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 get players. Um, you know, the the pieces are there. They just need to finish. The, so it'll be interesting to see what what's going to happen this season, especially in the National League West. Um, like I said, I don't expect a whole lot of change within the top of the division. Uh, I you know the the Dodgers are going to be the dominant team to uh for the other teams to chase you can either throw in uh the Diamondbacks or the Padres that might contend for the number two spot I, I don't expect to see either one of them to make the postseason but it, only time would tell like I said baseball is a game of um of chance more more like it's 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 a, it's a chess game so um but we're going to see what happens. Uh, hopefully, we will have some baseball soon. Um, I know I'm ready for it. I'm sure everybody else is ready for it as well. So, all right, guys. That kind of sets up the National League West for me. Uh, for you, if you have any questions or you want to comment, be sure to, um, you know, shout out on, on Twitter. Or you can find me on, on Twitter at Rip Riff Griffin 2. You can find me on Facebook.com for Griffin Show. Uh, Remember to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and iHeartRadio. Send me a message, we'll talk about your favorite team. So, alright guys, that's going to do it for me. Hope everyone has a great day or evening. Stay safe. Remember to practice social distancing. We'll talk soon.